Hey y'all, season two, we here. So I know I stated in my little relaunch preview that it was going to be about premeditated sin. Delay a game for that for a moment. I'm still working on it. I recorded it 150,000 times. I already had it recorded, listened to it, and it just wasn't giving what I wanted it to give, you know? But I do have an interview conversation with a dear friend of mine that I think you guys will benefit from. A lot of win- a lot of wisdom and a lot of insight. So I'm going to play that for y'all, part one of the interview. Thank you for tuning in to Bible Brain Dump Podcast. My name is Stormy, and y'all, I am back with season two relaunch. I know it's been a minute. we discuss it later. But this season, I want to do something a little different. I want to interview some people in my life that are important and who know the Lord. So I have my friend Adrienne. She's going to tell us a little bit about herself. And we are going to answer some questions and just let the conversation flow. So Adrienne, go ahead. Hey, y'all. <laughs> my name's Adrienne Ashby. And I've been on the planet for six decades. So I'm super hyped and excited about that. I have three grown, amazing children. And I love Jesus. And I have a passion for women to support them in living their best life. Well, thank you, Adrienne, for that introduction. So I want to start off by asking, when did you give your life to Christ? Because you've been said you said you've been here six decades, so that's mm-hmm. sixty years. Yes, Adrienne, old enough to be my mom, <laughs> but that's okay. The Lord don't got no age limit on friendships that's and connections. Right. That's right. So, what, when did you give your life to Christ, and what made you do it? Okay, so let me start with what type of person I was before I came to Christ. The ratchet part. Yes. So when I was like 13 years old, a friend of mine, we would beat people up and take their lunch money. And so she came to school one day and said, I can't beat people up anymore because I got saved. And I was like, saved from what? Because I didn't know nothing about Jesus. Mm -hmm. So we parted ways. And then... When I was 16, I had um, I just experienced a tragic event that made me feel hopeless. And I remembered her, and I called her and said, I want to go to church. And I remember her sharing that God is a God of hope. And so we went to church. I couldn't tell you what the pastor preached. All I knew was, like, when the altar call come, I'm going to run up there and get saved. <laughs> And so I was 16 years old when I gave my heart to the Lord. How did you know, though, How to wait I? to wait till the altar call? And was it something that she was doing in her life that made made you look at her different? Or was it was just that one statement, I'm saved, I can't do this no more, and that was it? No, I saw a change in her, you know, for the good. And she had, because I am completely unchurched, she told me how the flow of service would go. Okay. Because she was still a kid, so she didn't know that she really could have just prayed with me right then and led me to the Lord. But she was like, you got to wait till they preach, till the choir sing, till they take an offering. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then he's going to say the altar is now open, and that's when you go up. Now, let this would have been 2023. She'd have been like, oh, we about to pray now, mama. (laughs) We about to get on FaceTime. Mm -hmm. We got to pray for Adrian. But it was different back then. Yeah. I think kids weren't as bold. Correct. Yeah. Okay. So, what is your favorite scripture? Mm, I have lots, but my favorite scripture was at first the scripture that I struggled with the most 
and it is Ephesians 2.10, and it says, We are his masterpiece, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which he prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. And I was, um, I had a mentoring group of about nine teenage girls, mm -hmm. and they had scripture memorization. And they all, all nine of them memorized it. I just couldn't do it. So you told them to memorize it. Yeah, every But then week. you didn't even memorize it. I know I did. I tried. I just, it wasn't stick sticking. It wasn't sticking. So we had a memory verse once a week. And so I was just, I just was always transparent and honest. I said, y'all, I've been trying to memorize this all week. And I just can't. It's not staying with me. And so then I felt the Lord speak to my heart and say, it's because you don't believe the verse. You don't believe that you are my masterpiece. You don't believe that I've created good works for you to do on the earth. And I was just like, yes, I do. Because <laughs> mm -hmm. I had been walking with the Lord for probably more than 15 years at that point. Before you started with the young lady. Yes. Okay. And so I prayed and asked the Lord to help me believe that verse because I didn't have anything in me to believe it. I needed his help to believe it. And then once I believed it, it just became my favorite verse. And what's the scripture again? Ephesians 2.10. Now, y'all, I got the Bible right here, but y'all heard her spit that thing in her mouth. And, she a walking Bible. And let me just say, this verse has become alive to me because in 20, let's see, 2005, I developed a skin disorder called vitiligo. Mm hmm and at first it was just on my neck. And I was like, Lord, I'm fine as long as it don't get on my face. One day I woke up, went to bed with all brown skin, woke up with a white patch over one eye. Mm. And it didn't kill me because I was like, oh, if it get on my face, I'm just going to die. And I just looked at it and was like, all right, let's roll with it. It is. And it I is. asked him, I said, well, can you put a patch on the other one? Because I don't it want match. it. Make it match. <laughs> that was my exact words. Can you make it match? And he did. Uh -huh. And so I needed that verse the truth of that verse that i am his masterpiece no matter what i look like now when you were saying you said that you felt the lord speak to your heart mm -hmm. how do you hear the lord is that audible is that just a feeling mm -hmm. when you need him to answer something how do you hear him speak to you usually it is it it's a thought and if the thought is centered around his word which is his truth. First of all, you got to hide the word in your heart so that he can draw on it. Holy Spirit can't draw on an empty spiritual pantry. <laughs> mm -hmm. As you talking, I hear Todd Delaney. So we will write them exactly. on the tablets of our heart. Mm -hmm. No, no, y'all don't come for me. I can't <laughs> sing. I just tried to harmonize it a little bit. Yes. So it's not like an audible voice like, hey, you don't believe that verse. It's my own voice, but mm -hmm. because, I, because I know I've hidden the word in my heart, it usually is drawn from scripture or when it's a challenge. When he said, that's because you don't believe the verse. I was like, now I thought for sure I believe the verse. You so, thought in your yeah, own mind. In my own mind and heart. Mm -hmm. I thought that I believed that verse. But when the opposite happened, when the opposite voice was, you don't believe the verse, I knew it had to be God. I knew it wasn't me, because I would have told you I believe the verse. Mm -hmm. And so as I checked my own self, like for real, for real, it was like, you know what? I really don't believe I'm God's masterpiece. 
So it is, the voice sounds like my voice, and it's usually either his word directly or a principle around the word or a challenge that makes me, the challenge is always something that's going to make me better. I just say it's God. Could not be. <laughs> but but it always works out positively. Yes. So you're like, it got to be. It's got to be. And then the times that I thought I heard him and it wasn't him, I'm just like, oh, my bad. That wasn't I'm sorry. God. <laughs> I, um, I'm trying to work on a a podcast episode called um, Get Out of Hell Free Card. Mm. Like Monopoly reference, Get Out of Jail Free mm. Card. Because I feel like just a lot of Christians the, these days, mm-hmm. like the title of Christian and knowing Jesus, but mm-hmm. they, there's no fruit. Yeah, they don't want to put the work in. So then I'm like, is that me? Mm. Do I, I want to get out of hell free card? Mm-hmm. But then Romans 7 came to me. Mm-hmm. And it was saying, if I know what I do is wrong, mm-hmm. then I know the law is right. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I know what I do is wrong. <laughs> so that means I got to agree with the law. It's people that they really don't see what they're doing is wrong. Like mm-hmm. they live with their boyfriends. They mm-hmm. do stuff that they know. Yeah. But they really don't know. They see nothing wrong with it because that's how they, mm-hmm. how they grew up. Mm-hmm. Or they could have made a profession of faith. And just never added to it in, in, in a way of growing. Mm-hmm. And so the Holy Spirit is just dormant in them. There's, there's, the Holy Spirit doesn't um, have a space to convict them because they don't feed. Mm, I was just about to say they yeah. don't feed it. Mm-hmm. But do those people go to heaven? If they made a profession of faith at the time that they said, I am a sinner and I need a Savior. And Jesus said that he died for my sins. They are saved. They but are saved. But you keep seeing it. Well, it it's a growth issue. I had a season where I got saved and kept on sinning. I mean, I feel like I know we all do. That's why mm-hmm. I recommend y'all read Romans 7 and 8 because it mm-hmm. hit me. Actually, just look out for that podcast mm-hmm. episode that's coming. Mm-hmm. But it's, it, I'm just struggling with this. Like, mm-hmm. I understand you, keep, you might keep sinning and doing it. Mm-hmm. But it's some people that just don't care. You know what? I think salvation is a personal thing. Like, I don't really know if you save. You don't really know if I'm saved. You can see me by my fruit. I can see you by your fruit. But that person knows whether they sincerely believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for their sins and that they have accepted him as their personal savior. If they don't want to grow from that point on, some people don't have the the soil to grow, they're not put in like a good church home. Mm-hmm. They don't have people around them. Like my mother was so hard on me. She w- I would be singing like a commercial or something. She'd be like, you ain't saved. Every time I blinked wrong, you ain't saved. What's your mom say? Mm-hmm. My mother got saved six months before she died. I always say she slid into heaven. <laughs> See, that, that's that to me. I feel like that's that get out of hell free car. Like hey. she seen it coming. Mm-hmm. Let me. Lord, when salvation bread come to my heart before I go. Hey, and if that's somebody's story, it's okay. It's the thief on the cross. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, all of us don't have this vibrant, abundant life. You know, some people barely get in. I feel like the people going to be in the projects ahead. <laughs> you keep saying Like, if, I mean, I didn't do all and this work, but, sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Why are we on the same street and you didn't... Um, Confessed on your deathbed. You done lived your life. You was mm-hmm. out there kicking it. Mm-hmm. I wanted to kick it too. <laughs> but, 
But see, there's that parable. Remember the parable about the people who went to work and the the, the um, owner hired people early in the day, and then he hired mm-hmm. people at the last hour, and they all, I they all paid got the same. Pay the same. You don't that's remember God's, that scripture? That's I do not. I can't that's, believe it, y'all. The, the walking Bible, and no, I'm just messing. That with is you. God's grace. That's what grace is. Grace is getting something that you do not deserve. And we can't poo-poo on somebody else's grace because I, I want know. I want I, that same grace. I, I'm, and I'm not <laughs> saying it to be judgmental or something. I just really wonder. Mm-hmm. Hmm. What do you wonder? Like, are like, they are they really saved? Yeah. Like, are you really saved? Not even are you really saved. Mm-hmm. It's just no fruit. Like, you just believe and just be like, oh yeah, I believe in Jesus, but let's mm-hmm. go to the bar. I think it's all a growth process because I believed in Jesus. I still was going to the bar. I remember the last time I was in the club, me and my former husband, we used to kick it at Kent State. We was saved. (laughs) And then people was like, how come y'all be in church on Sunday, but you be with us on Saturday night? We was like, wait a minute. (laughs) So y'all got called out by worldly people. We got called out by worldly people. And we still kept going to the club because we loved partying. And the last time the Lord opened my eyes and I looked around and I just saw skeletons. I was like, and I looked at Terry. I looked at Terry and I said, do you see what I see? He's, and the, the Lord spoke to both of us. It's like, this is a place of death for us. We are supposed to be children of the light. And we down in this dark basement. Mm. And we bounced and never went back. That reminds me of this story. I was in the military. Mm-hmm. And they used to tell us stories every morning. Mm-hmm. And he, the guy, he was like, it was two people on the elevator. So they went up to the first, went up. And it was all quiet and mm-hmm. calm. And they was like... Let's let's see what they was like. I don't want to go. Let's see what's down. They mm. went down. They was kicking it. Mm. They was kicking it. So they went back to the lobby. They said, "Pick mm. a floor." They was like, "We going down." They kicking it. <laughs> when he opened the door, they weren't kicking it no more. Mm. They was screaming and in misery. Mm-hmm. And he said, "When you seen it from the outside looking in, you was a visitor. Mm-hmm. Now you a resident." That's deep. How can I remember that from like 10 years ago? That that thing shook me. Yeah. I'm like, Mm-mm, take me up. Yes. I'll go up there with the golden girls and just be. Mm. <laughs> but I, I think you could, as a Christian, as I grew my Christian faith, I can kick it. I kick it just looks different. different. Yeah. You know, let me just go back. That verse that we were talking about, the parable of the vineyard workers is Matthew 20, 1 through 16. So y'all check it out. Matthew 20. Mm hmm. One through one, 16. I'm going to have to read it because I don't think I got that one. I heard it, but mm-hmm. I, I don't think I've read it. Mm-hmm. So speaking of the scriptures and reading, when you get stuck, mm-hmm. what resources do you use to help you understand? Because I see you pull up Google to try to find <laughs> that scripture real quick. Is that what you use often? I don't use Google often. If I'm trying to find a verse that I can't remember, mm-hmm. if you just know two, three words of the verse, you can put that in Google and it'll pop it up. Mm-hmm. But my favorite resource is um, Blue Letter Bible. And it's because I love looking up the original language. So the Old Testament was written in Hebrew. The New Testament is written in Greek. Greek. Okay. So in at the Blue Letter Bible app, you can pull it up on your phone or your um, computer. You can literally put a verse in. And it'll tell you word for word what that word means. It sounds like and logos. Have you 
Heard of logos? Similar, yes. And so to me, it takes it from just like a black and white scripture to like HD color. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? So like, for instance, um, Psalms 46 and 10 says, Be still and know that I am God. That's a portion of it. And when I looked up, be still, my mind was blown. And this is in the Hebrew. This is in the Hebrew okay. because Psalms is in the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. Be still in the Hebrew meant Rapha. And God's name of healing is Jehovah Rapha. Look at that connection. Exactly. So being still in God is healing. I hope y'all enjoyed the first part of that interview with Adrian. I just love her. She is the sweetest thing ever. I will be uploading part two, the rest of that interview, Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Thank y'all so much for listening, and I hope you were blessed by the information and the conversation. Have a good week.